0: Tracking sport across the Southeast.
1: Sports Beat Extra.
0: Well, news broke uh, this week that this year's Rugby World Cup in France will see the first ever woman to officiate at a Men's World Cup. Now, Irish referee and Limerick native Joy Neville has been included among seven television match officials for the tournament in France later this year. Now, the 39-year-old is actually no stranger, let me tell you this, to the world stage. She previously controlled the Women's Rugby World Cup final between England and New Zealand in Belfast. That was six years ago? Yeah, 2017. Six years ago. Um, So no stranger. She'd be well able for it. Um, Joy Neville has made history and what an incredible achievement that is. Now, Jolene from Beat News is stepping into the hot seat this week for Sean on Sportsbeat Extra and she spoke to newly qualified Wexford rugby coach Hannah Furlong to hear what the news of Joy Neville means to her. But first, what made her want to join the sport of rugby?
2: Yeah, so... um. I started playing uh, for New Ross Rugby Club uh underage and uh we progressed to under 18 we won the Leinster plate final um which was a great achievement um and then then I I injured my back um a little while after that and I went through lots of physio and eventually had to get back surgery so I realized I I couldn't play anymore um so then I I felt like I wasn't finished with rugby I felt like um, I wanted to stay involved, so I decided to pick up refereeing. That's extraordinary that it didn't
1: stop you. The injury didn't stop you. You still had such yeah. a hunger to play rugby and you got going. So how what does the process look like for somebody that wants to become a referee? Yeah,
2: yeah so um, firstly, you can do an online course. Um, it's a affiliate course where you're kind of affiliated to your own club um, and you just kind of ref games that to do at your own club. And um, Then you can go on to do, I did um, last September, I did a day course, uh, new referees uh, with Leinster and I found that really great uh, to meet like new referees starting off like me. And then you just get going on underage games, uh, refereeing around your area and um, you get mentors uh, during these games, which I found really helpful to see where you're going wrong and what you're doing right, how you can improve. Um, And then eventually, um, if you're good enough, they will get you assessed. Um, and hopefully you pass. So a few weeks ago, I had my assessment, um, and I passed it to become a Leinster branch referee.
1: Congratulations, Hannah! That's amazing, and you must Thank be you. so excited. Like I know from some, some I, I, from speaking to other people about referees and being on the sidelines, that it's quite a tough yeah. job. That I, I think it's Jamie Carragher, the football player, says that you yeah. know, when he was finished up playing football, you don't just become a referee; it's something you have to dedicate your life to because they see the game completely. Yeah. Different. What's it like being on the other side?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, like of course you're going to receive a certain amount of people disagreeing with your opinion, you know, that's normal. Um we're all human and we all make mistakes. Um but yeah, it's definitely you have to really uh learn the rules and you know, know your stuff. And I think confidence is a big thing as well, you know, if you come across as confident in your decisions you know, the players and the people on the sidelines will have confidence in you. Yeah, for sure.
1: And while you were going into this line of work, did Joy Neville, was she on your radar at all while you were pursuing this?
2: Yeah, I I suppose she was. Like, um, I think it's really important for young girls to have a female role model to look up to. So... Obviously, you know, the referees, it's male dominated, like at the moment, if you look at the big games, Um, but definitely people like Joy Neville, uh, Holly Davidson, um, Sarah Cox, they're like big inspirations for me. And I think it's really important to have someone like that to look up to as a young girl. Definitely, she's one of the
1: four Irish officials who will be involved in this year's Rugby World Cup in France. In the tournament, yes. and seeing the the uh, coverage online this week about the news and people, yeah. obviously it's massive, it's groundbreaking, it's a piece of history. Uh, it is. Quote, yes from her came up saying when I was first asked about becoming a referee I thought absolutely not I called one of the most senior and respected men I knew in rugby and asked him if he thought a woman could ever referee the top men's division in Ireland he said Joy not in my lifetime and from that moment she said right I'm in Does something like that boost when you're pursuing something that is a part of a male dominated uh, sector that you there's somebody else that has the same passion and urge to drive you forward is something like that in your eye line would you like to be a part of the rugby world cup
2: yeah definitely like i think i th- i love that uh, what she said like i think it's it's breaking down barriers you know like it's it's such an achievement for her to be the first woman uh, to referee at a men's world cup and yeah i think it really i would have the same opinion you know um, just to strive for like the top. Yeah, definitely. Have
1: you seen anything like that in, in in your time as a referee, Hannah?
2: Yeah, like um there's not there's not a huge amount of um female referees like I've in my area, but um another girl started recently, Emma Shannon, and you know it's been really nice to have someone, you know, the same as me, a young girl starting out and, you know, we can kind of relate to each other, which is great. Yeah, definitely.
1: So to hand out, tell us what's lined up for you for the rest of the year
2: in Wexford. Um, So the referee season has actually kind of come, come to an end now. So um, we'll be starting back in end of August, September. So now that I'm a, a branch referee for Leinster, um, I definitely want to kind of progress up to adult games, senior games um, and try a few of those hopefully next year. Um, You know, there's a good pathway that you can progress through. You start with underage and you move up to adults and you can progress all the way to All-Ireland League in Ireland, you know, which would be a huge achievement.
1: It must be exciting to know the path that's kind of ahead of you that you can start at a certain point and you can see the ladder in front of you. Do you have any idea how long that would take and if you're guaranteed to play those matches?
2: Yeah, um I suppose it's it's up to the person like um some people are happy under um doing underage games only and some people want to progress, you know, all the way up. Um I suppose it depends on the individual as well like how fast you progress, you know, and if you're like good enough to actually progress on further, but you know, it could it could take a few years, you know, to progress up up to say All Ireland League definitely. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the best of luck in your career. Thank you, Jolene. Could I just give a little shout out actually um to the ladies rugby team in New Ross? Um they won the they won the Leinster Cup and league this year and they won all their games throughout the year. So I just want to say great year for them congratulations
1: Absolutely Hannah and we'll hope to speak to you again soon we'd love to have you back on Sportsbeat Extra to see how your career is going Hannah Furlong thank you so much
0: Tracking sport across the southeast.
1: Sportsbeat Extra
0: Plenty of action in sport and plenty of controversy too in the world of GAA this week from camogie to streaming services we've had it all now Jolene sitting in for John Connolly this week on Sportsbeat Extra took a look back at the news this week
1: Sports enthusiast GA man Gavin thank Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a bit about some of the controversy. We have two stories we're going to touch on today. First, we're going to go to Kildare and the Camogie team that they released a statement after they were withdrawn from the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship. What's this about, Gavin?
3: Yeah, well, I suppose it's been a very controversial week, I suppose, in terms of uh, GA and Camogie. But on the Camogie and the Kildare, who've been um, withdrawn from the All-Ireland um, Intermediate uh, Championship, um, Jordan and the Provincial Championship by the uh, kildare Camogie Board, uh, owing to a players' charter, which uh, the players have indicated wasn't adhered to by the county board, which is kind of disappointing, I suppose, to see, you know, they weren't asking for a whole pile. I think it was in relation to uh changing rooms and, and, and showers after training, you know, which wasn't being provided. So it's not as if you're looking for, you know, massive stuff. Um, I suppose the modern intercounty game now, be it in, in hurling, uh, football or camogie or ladies football, you know, everything is up the notch and these are the, the basics which you expect. And um obviously the Kildare players have felt very, very strongly in this. I know they've um they've written to their clubs as well to 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 get back up on this and um I'm sure it's ongoing as, as we speak, but um, the bottom line is, I suppose the county boards or the Kildare Camogie board have have withdrawn them from the championship at the minute, which leaves the players in a very uh, difficult position, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the work they're putting in behind the scenes is second to none. And obviously if they're not getting these basic requirements, it's very, very hard uh, for them then to, to perform, you know, you've enough to be doing, I suppose, to try and go a trend and representing your county. These things should be a given. These are basics, you know what I mean? So, for me it's very very poor out of the the Kildare Camogie board and something I think that needs to be um, addressed quickly and get those players back at the pitch get them back playing for their county because that's what they love doing and uh, I'm sure the clubs are going to have their voice on it as well so yeah it's very it's an awkward position really and um, there's no winners really in this you know
1: Exactly Gavin and the the Kildare club came out with a statement that says the future of inter-county Camogie in Kildare is at stake if we don't make the changes now the players who come after us will never forgive us so they're not just talking about Mm. the players now they're talking about the future and the longevity of the Kilmer, Kildare Camogie team.
3: Absolutely, and that's where you always have to look at. You know, always look about the kind of the generation coming through and the the next lot. And you know, in fairness, Kildare is a proud uh, GA, Camo- proud sporting county. So you know, this is something that they really need to resolve. And as obviously, there's you know work going on in terms of their development squads and that. And you know, camogie players have seen this. You know, you want them to to move on to the next level. And if they see this going on, you know, you know, you might you know, you're going to lose them to other sports and things like that, which is not what what they want from a Camogie point of view. So, yeah, as I said, it's not just the senior team or the senior or the intermediate panel, I should say, which are being affected. Which is Kildare's main team, obviously in Camogie playing at intermediate level, which is still very competitive. They need to be setting the standard. They need to be the standard bearers for the younger generation as well. And um, at the moment, that's just not happening with this controversy. And as I said, look, there's there's no winners out of it. So I think it certainly needs to be something that's uh, resolved. I think clubs, it's very important that they come through and have their voice as well, because you know clubs are the are the voice of our counties. You know what I mean across the region. And you know that's where you start. and That's where it ends. So it's very important that they have their say as well. I've no doubt the clubs in Kildare will stand up uh, to this as well, and it's something that hopefully can be can be resolved. Uh, sooner rather than later you know
1: Thanks Gavin and before we move on like you said it's a conversation that's being had on a local and a regional level is this a conversation that's happening in the southeast? are they looking at their own camogie teams and ensuring that this doesn't happen
3: yeah, well, I I would think so. Um, in fairness to, to most of the Southeast teams, in fairness, and I know from speaking from a Waterford's uh, point of view as well, having watched the lads in the win the National League Division One B, and of course, uh, obviously didn't go so well against Tip last weekend, and in, in the Munster Championship, Tip and Clare obviously meeting on Saturday in the Munster final, which is a curtain raiser to the Waterford Clare hurling game. So, I think the players are very well looked after. To be fair, um, there's good structures in terms of development squads as well. There's there's going around with their hurleys, and know the Waterford Miners played the an Ireland final in, in Nolan Park last week. It was great to see the various developments. Development squads were brought up for the day out there was various clubs there as well uh, with their Waterford jerseys and that so that's the promotion side of it as well and you know what I mean the, the senior team are, are being real leaders I suppose role models for the younger the younger generation as well which is great to see that's, that's what you want to see so I'm sure the, yeah. the clubs are the various counties would have taken notice I suppose, of what was happening in galera no, nobody wants to see it happening you know no, you want no. to try and grow your game
1: and that's not the only controversy we'll turn our attention now to something completely different and it's we're going online yeah. streaming service GA Go it's dominated headlines all week Can you give us a bit of a roundup, Gavin, as to how this came about? Ga Go has been a a franchise, a a streaming service that's been Mm -hmm. there for 10 years. Why is it coming to the forefront now?
3: Yeah, well, I suppose, I how long have we now, Jolie? I suppose what you'd say here. It's just, uh, it's been unbelievable. It really started from, I suppose, when I was even driving back from, I was lucky enough to be one of the people who was in, par- uh, to be in Parky Cueve last week for that classic uh, game between Cork and Tip in the Munster Hurling Championship. Uh, and it ended up a draw, of course, both sides unbeaten, which was only available on the on the streaming platform, that is G A Go. Um, it was an absolute belter of a game. The previous week we had Clare and Limerick, which was all, also only available on uh, behind the paywall, which is GA Go. And if you turn even to Saturday, Waterford Clare is also available on the GA Go platform uh, for, for Saturday night at six o'clock in Thurles. So, um, obviously this is a, it comes down to probably obviously the GA calendar is fairly tight in terms of the new you know split season between the Intercounty and then you're back to your club later in the year so the whole calendar has been condensed that certainly is a factor Um, but the, the point being made I suppose is by a lot of hurling enthusiasts and it was highlighted by Donaloc Cusick in the Sunday game last week and I think a lot of people were in agreement with him that uh you know why are we not promoting our our, our, our proud and our, I suppose our traditional game of hurling a Saturday evening game on uh, free to air or terrestrial TV like your RTE You know, why isn't that game being shown live when I suppose you have the best players in the the country going at it, uh, giving everything for the cause, and we're putting these games behind a paywall? So that's, I suppose the the hurling enthusiasts and the, the fans arguments and to be fair you know you can't really it's hard to argue with that as well um because how many people you know if that game was available on free to air TV you know I'd imagine the audience would be absolutely massive because we want these players from around you know we want to be watching the best players um, I'm not too sure how many uh, people bought, bought it on GA Go obviously there was a fair few I think there's a yearly subscription I think which mm-hmm. uh, is just under the 80 euro mark it's 12 euro I think the equivalent 12 euro per game is what it is to purchase mm-hmm. um a game and I suppose you're relying then on you know good broadband and things like that as well I know there was a few clubs who streamed it in in pubs and that and there was a couple of issues that the stream was buffering and things like that so you know getting their device hooked up to a tv then and asking them to pay subscriptions and this and emails and logins and stuff like that to be fair you know, just put the game. As somebody said to me last week, a, a former Waterford and Tipperary hurler, whom I had on uh, my own program on Monday evening in WLR, You know, just make it easy for the people to, to watch the games. You know, don't be don't be making life difficult. Um, GA go are there. In fairness, you know, that's they the have same, a platform. Gavin. They, like
1: the you know? the the cameras are already there that they can actually do what they normally used to do and show them free to air. That it's causing a hurdle for a lot of people. That does not need to happen in the Republic of Ireland?
3: Yeah, certainly so, and you know we're just asking for, I suppose you know to be put on 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 free to air TV. Um, GEA go in fairness and nothing wrong. Let me let it be said with the the quality of their work and fairness is a lot of work behind the scenes and the, the commentary and all that feed and everything has been top notch in fairness to them. They're there to to do a job because they were signed up by the GEA um to come on board because you know let's be honest, it was what fifteen maybe fifteen games you're going to give give or take in the weekend. RT can show all fifteen of those with the Talton Cup and football obviously kicking off as well this weekend. Exactly. GEA. Okay. Or are going to be. Performing a few of them games, but it's just the point being is you know the GA uh, putting Munster hurling championship games behind the paywall where you know you'd expect a lot of the viewership to be massive in terms of you know people you know wanting to see those games rather than buying a Talton Cup game then which maybe they mightn't be putting on people are they going to subscribe to that so you've all that argument and counter argument and you know given the next couple of weeks I know RT are going to have a lot more of the Munster hurling championship games mm-hmm. but it's also on the same weekend as the new All Ireland football series is kicking off and I know say for instance Kerry Mayo in a couple of weeks time which is a huge game in the first round of the All-Earned Football Championship in Killarney, that's been uh, put behind the paywall and she, goes. go. So, you know, you're probably going to have the football companies coming out now saying, you know, why isn't that on uh, live mm-hmm. TV or free tier TV? Uh, you know, your, maybe some of your other channels, I think people were making the point and thought it was a good point during the week that in terms of your, your RT news now or your RT plus one, you know, surely to God there's other channels there that in a way, even if people still do have to pay it uh, a subscription for it or whatever that um, you know maybe could be put on that channel to maybe give them easier access rather than downloading apps and try to stream it you know to be fair you know if you're a, a, an older generation person you're more than likely want to watch the game on TV not through your phone or not through your laptop you, Will know you what I mean? be so, watching any as I of them said,
1: Gavin? Sorry to interrupt. Well, I'd be
3: lucky. L- luckily enough, I will That's be okay. uh, in a working capacity at Waterford and Clare, and luckily enough, I was um I was in Parky Quayve last Saturday, so <laughs> it was actually um it was funny. I was doing a bit of schools coaching this week and a few schools in Waterford, and I was making the point that did any of you uh, watch? Uh, I'm sure any of you watching Waterford Clare Cork and Tip the weekend would have seen this skill being demonstrated, and one of the kids, in fairness, very uh, uh, politely <laughs> required. No, I didn't get a chance to see it because uh, it was on GA go. Oh, so you know, okay. all the things just goes to show that uh, you know everyone is tuned into this. It's been a twoing and throwing argument, then you have um, you know, I suppose you had virgin media then coming in during the mm-hmm. week to say as well they weren't offered a kind of a contract when this was made. So it's something between the GA and GA go. So it's a counter argument that's going to go on. Look, this this is by no means finished and no. it just it's messy on all sides because at the end of the day we want to try and promote our games. But I think we need to do that in the right manner. You know, put the games on TV, you know it's pretty simple and I know it's a cliche, you know, make it easy for people, you know.
1: And we'll be keeping a close eye on it. Gavin, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Sports Extra back at the same time again next week.
0: Tracking sport across the Southeast.
1: Sports Beat Extra.